Epler's out. Stearns is in. Buck is out. Everything's in a mishmash. Now the Mets are looking for a GM and a manager. Or will David Stearns just do the job himself? All that more on this edition of Mets Musing. Hello and welcome to another edition of Mets Musings. I'm Gary Mack and I hope you all had a great week out there. Well, the soap opera that is uh, turning into the New York Mets continues as three days after they named Billy, uh, I should say David Stearns, as their president of baseball operations, Billy Epler put in his resignation as general manager. Now, he was set to be the number two guy behind Davis, uh, David Stearns in the uh, baseball operations, but we have since found out that he resigned amid an investigation by Major League Baseball into improper use of the injured list over the past season. Uh, an anonymous source tipped off the MLB via letter to allege IL abuses. A source also said that MLB plans to interview multiple Mets employees as part of the probe. Whether the Mets could face any kind of penalty was not immediately clear. I think the penalty's been done. The guy has quit his job and, uh, you know, looking back, who could have not been injured that they put on the injured list? I don't know. They'll probably investigate players that were put on the injured list and find out whether or not it was real or not. Uh, but when MLB informed the Mets of the investigation, Epler decided to resign rather than potentially become a distraction to the new David Stern's administration. So uh, Epler's out. Uh, Buck is out. Stern is in, and uh, just, you know, a story you didn't want to have. It's that simple. Uh, what else could have gone wrong for this team in 2023? It's that old saying, whatever can go wrong will go wrong. And, um, you know, now we add the general manager search to uh, whatever else is on David Stern's plate. His manager search, now he's looking for a general manager, or is he? He could wait on that. He could just handle the duties now, or there are two, uh, still two assistant general managers there. He could, uh, you know, give them some of the work, and, and he takes care of the most important stuff, the negotiations, or part of the negotiations, the final decision-making, and uh, let the assistant general manager handle the basic uh, negotiations and the everyday running of the office. But, 
it's just something with these Mets. They just can't get a break. They just can't get it rolling and keep going with it. And, you know, of course, there are a number of people out there that would, would like to be a general manager. And uh, uh, Heim Bloom got uh, fired by uh, the uh, uh, Red Sox. And he's the name that's been mentioned, Matt Clintock, who's the general manager uh, or was the general manager of the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh Let's see, there's other guys suggested, uh, James Click, who is the, uh, with the uh, Toronto Blue Jays, and a number of others, as well as uh, people lining up to become, uh, to interview for the Mets manager's job as well, and among them is Joe Madden, who uh, is talking friends. He'd love to manage the Mets and is hoping to at least interview for the opening. He's 69. He was fired by the Angels in June of 2022 after two-plus seasons as manager. Uh, don't know if it would work out because of... Uh, you know, he, he's pretty strong-minded, and so is David Stearns, and they want a cooperation between the two, and uh, we don't know if that would work out. It might be a poor, poor fit, but, uh, you know, Joe Madden is a name that's out there. Craig Council, of course, who worked with David Stearns in Milwaukee. We discussed that last week. He's out there, uh, Carlos Beltran, who was Mets manager for, what, a week? A few years ago? And then when the Houston Astros scandal broke, uh, he kind of got uh, let go. He Not kind of, he did. He got let go. And uh, maybe now things have blown over with that. Maybe it's time to bring Carlos Beltran back. Now... The only knock against Beltron is he has no no managerial experience of any kind. But he's been working in front offices. He's been working as an assistant uh, to a uh, uh, special assistant uh, to the Mets organization this year. So he's in the organization. So why not utilize his talent? I think he would be an excellent choice as... Uh, uh, he he would be knowledgeable in the game. He's very uh, smart with, in a baseball sense. He is uh, would be a terrific role model to the Latin players, and there's a number of young guys. Don't forget Maurizio Alvarez that would look up to him and would would you know listen to him. Not that they don't listen to anybody, but I mean, you know, he, it, it, it it's a it's a notch above with Carlos Beltran. So he may be a good choice for Mets manager. Of course, Craig Council, as we said, worked with David Stearns, and we went over a lot of things last week about him. Um, you know, and uh, there are others that are still involved in the playoffs. The uh, Houston Astros bench coach that, that, that has interviewed before and, I'm sure we'll interview again. Um, Ron Washington's name has come up, and 
Um, now that Atlanta got eliminated uh, from the by the Phillies again, uh, you know he may be interested. So we're, we're going to have to see how this all is going to shake out as we go through the off season. But uh, as I said, something else on David Stern's plate now to uh, think about, and that is hiring a general manager. All right, let's take a break, and we've got some other Mets news, injury updates, and and things like contract updates, and we'll come back, discuss that briefly, and talk about the playoffs a little bit as they uh, stand now. So we'll do that all after this. Baseball and BBQ, your place for interesting baseball talk, opinions, and history. Baseball and BBQ, your place for barbecue recipes, tips, and interviews from the world of barbecue. If you like baseball and if you like barbecue, then tune in to Baseball and BBQ. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and BaseballTalkRadio.com. Did you know that Baseball PhD can be heard on BaseballTalkRadio.com? Our shows rotate with other top baseball podcasts. Now don't forget, that's BaseballTalkRadio.com. With us, we'll help you get a PhD in life through baseball. With BaseballTalkRadio.com, you'll hear the rest of the excellent universe of baseball podcasts. Hello, baseball fans. You're listening to Baseball Talk Radio, the home of great baseball talk shows. At BaseballTalkRadio.com, you're going to find great shows like this one with the great Gary Mack and the Mets Musings Podcast. Now back to the show. And we're back, and uh, there is some news on the... uh, uh, injury uh, front, the uh, Mets announced that shortstop Francisco Lindor underwent surgery on Tuesday to remove a bone spur from his right elbow. According to the team, Lindor is expected to be fully ready for spring training. He played in 160 games this past season. He hit 254, 31 homers, 98 RBI, and had 108 runs scored. He also stole 31 bases, becoming the first Met to have a 30-30 season since David Wright in 2007. Now, there are also a number of players on a 40-man roster who are not under contract and who have fewer than six years of major league service and must be tendered a contract each offseason by the non-tendered deadline. The, this includes players who are due raises via arbitration, and the Mets have 16 such players. Who is going to get a contract and who's not? Uh, well, some of the players you know are going to get it. Pete Alonso, Daniel Vogelbach, DJ Stewart, David Peterson, Drew Smith, Joey Lucchese, Trevor Gott, Elisar Hernandez, Luis Guillorme, Tim LeCastro, Danny Mendick, Rafael Ortega, Jeff Brigham, John Curtis, Sam Coonrod, and Michael Perez. Aside mostly from, uh, of course, Alonzo, Peterson, probably Lucchese, maybe even Stewart, and Drew Smith, uh... You know, 
Do the others, are they going to get offered contracts? I don't know. John Curtis, Might, and Coonrod, I could see them because they, you know, they, they uh, Coonrod was pretty good at it, a bullpen. He was decent. Curtis, of course, another bullpen piece, so they may offer him. Uh, Trevor Gott was another one that they traded for. They could offer him an arbitration uh, and a contract. Uh, I don't know about Elisar Hernandez. Uh, Luis Guillorme is, is, is one that I would like to see offered a contract. I'm a big Luis Guillorme fan, but... The Mets do have a glut now of middle infielders and guys that can play different positions. Maurizio can move to third, short, or second. McNeil can play second, third, and the outfield. Uh, Vientos can play third and first. Do uh, they carry a Luis Guillorme? who is a wizard with the glove and is shown he can hit in the major leagues as well. So uh, do they carry him or do they let him go? It's a question that they're going to have to answer and we'll have to wait and see what that comes about. But those are the players that are uh, eligible. And again, you know, Alonzo, Peterson, Lucchese are definitely going to get it because they need, they need two of the starting pitches and they're not going to lose Alonzo yet. And um, the idea would be to to extend Alonzo and to get him signed up or, uh, you know, go to arbitration with him, pay him when he, he gets this year, take your chances in free agent at the end of next year or trade him at the uh, trading deadline. Or they could do both. They could trade him at the trading deadline and still sign him as a free agent after the season. So... Uh, lots of manipulations and things that that have to be worked out by David Stern now that he's in charge. So uh, lots of things going on. Just wanted to talk briefly on the playoffs, which have gone very quickly. Uh, Texas has not lost a game, and they have uh, rushed right away to the league championship series. And they will play the Houston Astros, so it's a national American League West uh, finals there for the league championship series. In the National League, those amazing Phillies, they've done it again. They knocked off the Braves and an even more amazing Arizona Diamondbacks knocked off the L.A. Dodgers. So the team with the two best records... In baseball, or close to it, both eliminated by wildcard teams. And, you know, Philadelphia is amazing. They did this last year, got all the way to the World Series, failed against the Astros in the World Series, but still made it. And here they are a step away from repeating that uh, this year. And and on paper, you would think that they should be able, and the way they play, they should be able to defeat the Diamondbacks. But the Diamondbacks have just been outstanding in the playoffs as well as the Phillies. So it's going to be an interesting series. In the American League, you know, Texas 
and Houston fought it out and went down to the last day, and it was a win and a loss, and a, uh, which gave Houston the title or – you know, otherwise Texas would have been the American League West winner. They went, got the top wild card spot, have gone, just eliminated the uh, uh, the, the competition, and uh, uh, Houston's played well again in the playoffs. And uh, you know, Minnesota gave them a little bit of a battle, but uh, uh, they've beaten. You know, Tampa Bay and and Baltimore both have been eliminated. So all the division winners are eliminated. We have four wild card teams, four wild card teams in the league championship. I'm sorry, three wild card teams and one division winner. That's right, Houston won that division. But uh, be that as it may, they could have been the wild card, could have flipped, but. Uh, three wild card teams and one division winner in the playoffs, and it just seems that Houston's there every year lately. The last uh, I don't know how many years <clears throat> uh, they've been on quite a run, Houston. So should be an interesting league championship series: Texas versus Houston and Philly versus the. Diamondbacks and I, you know, you got to give the Phillies credit. You just have to. They've just been amazing the past two years, two seasons in uh, uh, the playoffs, especially. They just, they're a different team. Everything seems to click better in the playoffs. So, and that's the idea of the wild card. The, the wild card is set up for you to get to the playoffs. Once you get into those playoffs, anything can happen. Everybody's equal, and and you know you gotta wonder though. Atlanta is won how many games this season? Dominated everybody, and they get to the playoffs for the second year in a row, and go down to the Philadelphia Phillies. So either they are not a good matchup with the Phillies, or they're. Uh, they're built to to win a division, but not built for short series. You would think, though, they were so dominant that, uh, you know, they would just dominate in a short s- series. But the, the Phillies had their hitting shoes on and uh, took care of them. So um, that's what we got, and that's what we're left for. No Mets there, but maybe next year. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. I hope you enjoyed it, and um, I hope that if you're watching this on YouTube that you'll hit the subscribe and the like button that keeps uh, everybody informed and it will keep you informed of when a new episode of Mets Musings has been downloaded or uh, uploaded to the Internet. And if you're listening to the podcast uh, audio version of the podcast well uh it's available or if you want to listen to the audio version it's available on every podcast app uh that you have so just go type in Mets Musings and it'll be there and again subscribe and you'll always know when a new edition is coming out and check out our Facebook page uh, you'll know there too we we uh, put it up 
on the Facebook page when a new episode comes out. So lots of ways to contact us uh, and uh, talk to us. Drop us an email as well or call our hotmail hotline. It's uh, It'll be in below in the description. And uh, give us a call if you got a question or a comment or anything at all. So until the next time, Keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. And I'm Gary Mack, and I'll see you next time on another edition of Mets Musings.